the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, the media. To watch the ongoing media propaganda, it's like watching Pravda. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. We needed to speak up as a church about some of these issues that we're facing in the nation. Because heterosexuality is God's good intention and design. Parents are a little bit too complacent sometimes about, oh, how bad could it be? It's very bad. It's bigger than most people realize. And it's basically sexualizing children, that's what it is. Because you cannot be truly conservative and be advocating for so-called rights on the basis of what God says is a sin. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and also to read news and articles and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my articles, which are on worldnetdaily.com. That's wnd.com. I am uh, a periodic uh, columnist there, and also on barbwire.com and elsewhere out on the web, also on our website at missionamerica.com, where you can can also find out information about my book, which is written especially for teens, and it's called Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality. So visit our website for more information at missionamerica.com. So what would you do? If you discovered as a parent that the reading material recommended for your child was so shocking and disturbing that you knew you simply had to do something. So, and then what would you do? That's what's motivated Rhonda Miller, who's a parent who's already involved in many of these school issues, but she is leading a charge to take a stand at her local school in the state of Indiana And this, of course, doesn't confine itself there. The trend in literature among our public schools, especially, and what is recommended to kids is um, beyond uh, shocking and disturbing. And we're going to talk about that today. So let's find out some of what she has discovered. Uh, Welcome back to Mission America Radio, Rhonda. Thank you, Linda. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Now, you are the education chair of the Liberty Coalition, of uh, Indiana Liberty Coalition. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. And tell us a little bit. You know, you've been on our show before. Uh, You're a great resource, and you and I share a lot of uh, interest in these issues of what's being presented to our kids in school. Um, But for the people that didn't hear you before, give a little more background about why you got into 
all these education issues uh, in the first place? Well, it actually started several years ago. Um, I started hearing about what was happening with Common Core. And so I started doing a lot of research on Common Core, its roots, um, where it was coming from, the people involved. And then I stumbled on um, the sex education. And um, as I dug deeper into that, um, alarm bells started going off. And so I started compiling a bunch of research. And um, about a year and a half ago, um, started putting presentations together and um, joined the Indiana Liberty Coalition as the education chair and started traveling the state educating Hoosiers um, and community members as to what's coming in to the schools and to the classrooms directly. That's wonderful. So um, so you're very aware of the kinds of things on the sex education front. So that's one area, the curricula, what's taught, what's approved, what's not approved, um, abstinence versus um, all the radical uh, material that can be presented. And as we know well, it it is being presented more and more. The LGBTQ, quote unquote, agenda is in there uh, big time. But the other area, and it's this is usually in language arts, English class, is um, is the library and the books that are the kids that come before kids, and parents really need to sit up and take notice because tell us what has happened at your school, um, and uh, basically the pornography and very inappropriate material that you found in a recent recommendation there. Okay, so what happened here was um, we had a set of parents contact us um, early April, I think it was, and we sat down with them over breakfast one morning, and um, they started telling us what was happening with the ninth grade English program at Northwood High School in Amish country here in Indiana, and um, the things they were telling us were very, very disturbing. So they um, we gave them some suggestions, and they were trying to work within the system itself. Um, they had been to see the teachers. Um, the teachers had dug their heels in over this list. What happened was the kids were given a, a list of 43 books, and they were to pick from this list of books, and they were to break out into groups of four. Each group had to select a book to read. Um, they were told that if they couldn't agree on a book in this selection, I guess, um, that they were welcome to find another book. However, of the 20 books that were decided on, 18 of them did come from this list. And so when we started looking at this list and the parents started looking at the material and the, the warning labels that were on, on some of them, um, they started digging into them and found pornography, they found um, um, suicide, they found murder, they found, um, you know, rape, or story of a rape, story of prostitution. Um, one book in particular um, dealt with abortion and then in the back of it referenced all the abortion um, providers or abortion resources, including Planned Parenthood. Um, and there's very explicit details in some of these books. Now, um, the, the kids then read them, and then they put together a PowerPoint presentation at the end, and they bring in pastors, community leaders, business people um, of the area. And they Thursday and Friday, the last two days of school, they spent presenting this material to these individuals. There was like different sessions that they could go through and, and listen to each production. And um, it was pretty alarming because the kids were um, passing their off as this, you know, big, wonderful program, and the teachers were doing the same thing um, because the kids were talking about these social issues and bullying and anti-bullying and, you know, whatnot, which on the surface, we all agree, nobody should be bullied. Exactly. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, you know, you, you shouldn't be bullying anybody. So, um, but the thing is, um, very few people within that congregation that went in knew the content of those books. Um, luckily, we had the parents um, were contacting some of their friends 
Um, we had a couple of pastors that were uh, made aware of, of what um, was in the content of these books. So they were letting people know. But as far as the people who actually went, um, there was a very limited number, I think, of people that um, got the invite that actually were aware of what the content actually was. Wow. Because there's anti-Christian um, material yes. in these mm-hmm. books. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's it's anti-Christian, it's anti-Bible. I mean, it's it's stripping away the foundation, and they're mocking it, and they're chastising it. And it's it's very alarming, because it's one side to have pornography and the inappropriate content there. But then when you add in the content of, you know, anti-biblical, anti-Christian, anti-chastising you know chastising Christ and mocking Christ, um, in our very conservative Christian area, it was it raised alarm bells with that content alone. Um, so it was very, very disturbing, and then the kids have to put this presentation on, and, you know, if the past, these two pastors, if they hadn't known uh, the content, they would have gone in with every, like everybody else and would have just thought it was this great program. The kids had read these wonderful books about social social issues, and they were learning how to deal with them, um, and, and most parents had no idea the content that was really down in the, con- in, the in the books themselves. So the presentations have already been made, uh, is that correct? Yes. And so what, what's the school, what, what has been the parent response and the media response around, and the school's response uh, around all of these? Well, um, since we broke the story and we started exposing it last week, um, it's, it's caused division, obviously, within the community, um, because most people don't, they, they can't believe and they don't understand how this could happen in our community. Well, I'm telling you, if it can happen here in, uh, in Amish country, it can happen anywhere across the country. Um, nobody is going to be exempt. Nobody's going to be protected, because when people think of sex education, a comprehensive sexual education, they think of health class. They think of sex ed, but it's, it's meant to come across the entire curriculum. Mm-hmm. And that is what I said to these um, parents and these, and these two pastors. What you don't understand is this is CSE coming through the English program. Your health program is teaching abstinence, but in this particular school, but your English program is teaching the entire gamut of it. Um, it's, I mean, it, it, I wish I could give you details of what is in those books. It would, it would well, raise the hair on the back of your neck. I, I, I have a little bit of it, uh, what, uh, that because uh, you sent around a list of the uh, list of the books, and uh, so we're going to go through some of it that I can talk about here on Christian Radio. But people will be shocked at just the portions I am able to to get to. Um, and first of all, I want to make sure if anybody's just joining us that you know we're talking with Rhonda Miller, who is the education chair of the Indiana Liberty Coalition, and we are talking about this um, incredibly new. I think this is a new strategy, Rhonda, having the kids not simply read the books privately, but they have to make PowerPoints. They become little activists on these issues. Uh, isn't that correct? Because the the themes of the books are really they're all far left and just I mean it, it's it's overwhelmingly uh, un uh, inappropriate in just about every way. You're absolutely right, and that is one of the things I said to um, the parents and the pastors is what they're doing with this is they're creating kids to be activists. Mm-hmm. They're getting to reading these books. They're spending a positive light on it, and many of these book writers are homosexuals or far-leaning left people, and so they're using them to promote kids to be um, advocates for this stuff, and then they're bringing in the community member uh, members, pastors, whatnot, and then they're affecting the community, which you're, you're creating community activists of what you're doing with this information. So it is it's very alarming, and the whole gamut of it. And then we had, aside from that, we had a friend of ours break down um, the actual reading of these books and the levels, the levels of these books. Mm-hmm. I think there was one on the 43-book list that actually reached 
sixth grade level. Right. The rest of them were below that reading level because of the content. They're um, they're, so they're they're they're. They're trashy. They're not literature. Um, it's all um, uh, shocking, meant to um, either either function as therapy on the darkest uh, issues around kids' lives to normalize uh, kids that may be going through difficult times. But in the meantime, you're opening this up and and, and completely destroying the innocence of kids. But I'm going to hear this book, um, Ask Me How I Got Here, by Christine Hepperman, describes a girl's experience with she chooses an abortion. Okay, um, here's mm-hmm. here's some of the you provided some of these uh, these uh, excerpts. The good boyfriend. I'm quoting here. Drive me to Planned Parenthood. Rubs my shoulders in the waiting room. Holds my hand a while, hand while the doctor with the horrible coffee breath explains our options. Doesn't laugh when I call him a typical guy wanting all the f word attention. And it goes on from there. She also then goes on and has the abortion. At the end of the book, it gives you uh, the link to Planned Parenthood, Abortion Care Network, Catholics for Choice, and so on. Um, She also spends time in here disparaging the the anti-Christian, violent, virulent, inaccurate, uh, profane, and blasphemous uh, material in some of these books that is so... Uh, coming out of the mouths of the kids, uh, like, for instance, this one in this book, the advantages of being Mary, the, the advantages of being Mary. She never had to listen to excuses from Joseph about how he meant to bring protection, but must have left it in the other donkey cart. Okay, that kind of, you know, this snide and vulgar and very disrespectful uh, tone. The other one is mm-hmm. possible morality possible morality project number two, Jesus, Savior, or busybody. Quote, Jesus ran around performing miracles, feeding the hungry, curing the sick, raising the dead. But did any of those people even ask for his help? This is all from the same book. That's the kind of attitude you get. It's not just the pornographic material, the pro-abortion, pro-homosexual. It's the attitude and the disrespect and and it's and it's inaccurate as well theologically but that's another whole issue um so what are parent parents must be up in arms uh, about this in your they are it's caused them a lot of um division like i said earlier but um it's it's been interesting to watch it play out in our community because i mean it's like i said it's a small community so a lot of people know these teachers they know these you know, uh, school officials, and it, it's difficult for them to fathom that this could be actually taking place in our school. So you, you've had, obviously, some pushback against the teachers, or from the teachers, um, but you've had uh, parents who have said, um, we didn't know this was happening. We didn't get the emails. We didn't get the book list, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, you know, there's different teachers involved, so not everybody was functioning the same way. So um, some some seem to get the information, but they only had like 24, 48 hours to actually choose a list from this book once they actually saw the list. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very short timing for the parents. So they were kind of constricted yeah. on what their parental rights were, too. So it became a parental rights issue as well. And, you know, they, they count on the fact that people don't want to uh, invoke censorship, quote unquote, when there's censorship of all the good materials going on all the time. And that people don't have the time to read these things. They don't have to. T- they they tend to trust publishers, but it's gotten really out of hand. Um, we are Rhonda. We are going to uh, take a break here. Come back and talk more about your experience with this uh, incredibly um, inappropriate, uh, as a mild word for it, 
literature in your school in, in Indiana and how your community is responding to this and then what other parents can do um, in other other areas. I've got quite a bit of material on our website at missionamerica.com on uh, some of the pro-homosexual material that's been out there for a while. So make sure you look that up, friends, as well. So we'll be right back on Mission America Radio here. I'm Linda Harvey. We're talking with Rhonda Miller about questionable material and literature and books in your child's school. So stay with us. We'll be right back after this. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. Have you ever looked at some of the material that your children are being um, advised to read in their language arts, their English classes? Uh, It's getting darker, weirder, more pornographic, and incredibly inappropriate at the same time the reading level, comprehension level, is extremely low. It's the worst of every scenario out there. And we're talking today with Rhonda Miller, who's from uh, Indiana. She's education chair of the Indiana Liberty Coalition and her local school. And you said, Rhonda, this is in... um, this is in Amish country. That t- tell us more about your school district. And you're confronting this issue right now with inappropriate books, and we're going to delve into this a little more. It's Amish country. Yes, it's um, in Amish country here in northern Indiana. Um, with a lot of Amish kids who grow up until you know eighth grade, they don't go to high school, you know, generally. But um, yeah, I mean, we're we're a town of maybe six, seven thousand people, and uh, combined with a town just north of us um, to form the school district. And very conservative um, Christian um, community that that would you would never have suspected something like this would have would have infiltrated the school. And do you have any idea? And maybe you want to say or might not want to say specifically who's behind this. I mean, are these activists within the school that are pushing this? Uh, people with a particular agenda, or did it just kind of happen through teachers that are kind of clueless? Because that happens too, where they really don't understand. They're young and naive, and they don't understand that this is so offensive. I, I don't know why they wouldn't understand, but they, that happens. So wh- what's been your experience? Well, it, it seems to be we're, we're trying to uncover where this list originated from, and that's some of the questions I posed to the parents, posed to the pastors. We need to find out and get to the bottom of where this list came from, um, because it's my understanding from what our sources have told us that this, this list was comprised and put together by one particular teacher, although there's, um, from my understanding, there's three teachers, and they all are, are supporting and backing this program. Apparently, this is the second or third year they've used it. So you've now got, you know, two and three years worth of kids that have been exposed to this pornographic material. Mm-hmm. Um, it's no wonder that, you know, you're going to have pornography issues at the high school. And so um, it, it's 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 not just one particular situation. I think it's the whole department is um, is kind of protecting this program, and the the board was the school board was not made aware of it. They didn't. I mean, they were made aware of it after the fact, but they didn't know the contents of these books. Mm-hmm. And so um, the school board, from what I've been told, is is uh, very upset about it. And um, the superintendent has. Um, we reached out to him last week, and he has offered um, an apology, which we we posted on our Facebook page. Let people take um, their own, you know, form their own opinion of of what that apology really entails, because um, um, we have our own view of it. And so, 
Um, they're taking supposedly taking steps to make sure this doesn't happen in the future. They're going to involve, um, from what they're saying, they're going to involve community members, um, parents, um, in this in process. So as time goes on, we will see how this really plays out and if, if indeed there are corrective measures that are, that are met. So as we continue to expose what's in these books, as we continue to um, alert parents and educate more on a, on a more broader scale, um, we're hoping that the, that the, the, the um, backlash and um, the pressure will be there for them to do drastic reforms to this program. Yeah. You know, there's uh, one of the biggest uh, things that struck me in this, and we know that graphic sex is throughout these books and uh, incredibly vulgar language coming out of the mouths of the teens, but the, it's the dark um, suicide and violent themes. Let me just, I'm going to read from the promotion provided, I I believe this is from the publisher, uh, the book Die for You by Amy Fellner Domini. Um, though that's that's another book. Now, this one, one I'm about to read is called Bang by Barry Lyga. Uh, quote, Sebastian Cody did something horrible, something no one, not even Sebastian himself, can forgive. At the age of four, he accidentally shot and killed his infant sister with his father's gun. So that <laughs> that's the scenario <laughs> the kids deal with in this horrible book. Here's another one called All the Bright Places by Jennifer Niven. Um, And then there's The Fault in Our Stars meets Eleanor and Park in this exhilarating and heart-wrenching love story about a girl who yearns, who learns to live from a boy who intends to die. So you got, Mm -hmm. uh, then another one is about, uh, is called um, uh, uh, Believerexic. And it's about a girl who's anorexic, and she's been institutionalized for that. And it just goes on from there. How did we get to this place where we are, again, it's, it's, it, it, they're doing these books as therapy, but it's the publishers, it's a sensation theme. They're making money on this. And if nobody stops them, they'll, it'll get darker and weirder. I don't know how much weirder it can get, but it will. So um, we're, how, do we do, how did we get here, Rhonda? That's a really good question, um, and it's one that we're trying to really uncover um, the originations of it. Because when you dig into these books, like you said, and you read those excerpts from the the books themselves in that list, there's a lot of dark, um, hidden, um, just desperation and and identity crisis books. That do you really want to hand these to teenagers as they're already, you know, dealing with their own emotions, yes. trying to figure out what their place in the world and how they fit in and you know, the, the bullying that does go on in schools. And do you really want to feed off of that and get them reading these books? And then you wonder why we have the mental state of, of some of these kids in these schools that we have. And you end up with scenarios where kids are, you know, suicidal or yes. they're, you know, they're, they're, they're forming hate lists, as one of the book is, books is called. Um, and they're, you know, they're, they're carrying out on those acts. Well, and then we bring in mental health institutes into the school, mental health centers. Mm-hmm. And it just, it feeds it big engine is what it does. Well, it does. These books should definitely be prohibited from the classroom. Well, the, there's a big controversy now over the Netflix series called 13 mm-hmm. Reasons Why, which is about um, suicide, teen suicide. And there have been actual gr- kids that have committed suicide after binge watching the Netflix series, which is based on a book, which was one of the American Library Association's most challenged books a couple of years ago. And you can see why. And the, mm-hmm. when you bring this into vulnerable kids' lives, some kids are going to react this way. Why would we ever do this? Why, why, what's the possible 
what possible benefit is this? You know, I don't understand. I don't either. And that seems to be the question that a lot of community members are starting to ask now is what, what was the purpose of this? I mean, I know you guys are trying to spin it into, you know, positive. The kids are talking about these social issues, but we, are we really using it to the best of our ability? And why are we giving these books to kids who are, you know, they're struggling mentally anyway? Right. Well, Rhonda, thank you for what you're doing and the stand you all are taking. I want to keep up on this, so you please let me know what happens uh, as the summer evolves, you know, because we're winding down here with uh, school board actions and so on. But let us know, and we'll check back in with this. And God bless you for taking the stand you're taking and all your parents as well. Thank you, Linda. If I could just add real quick, though, mm-hmm. they've, they've recommended that the kids finish reading these books on this list over the summer. Over the summer. Oh, here we go. Okay. Wow. Pray for this, friends. Pray for these kids that they would be protected uh, in the midst of this. Friends, just remember, just remember, with God, all things are still possible. Have a great day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.